This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell in Denver on the first day of school. Yes, oh. yes. <laughs> I see my, my version of the hallelujah chorus. I won't, I won't but um, that's usually what I do as I walk around in the morning and my kids are like, stop singing that, mom. <laughs> oh, no way. Oh, you literally sing it. That's hilarious. I sing it, yeah. I wake them up. Hallelujah. <laughs> so uh, so then does uh, is the first day of school for you, Dim, is that a rest day or is that a... <laughs> So I am in the middle of a rest week, Sarah Bowen Shea. So I have literally, um, I walked the dog uh, for two miles and I did one bike ride at the gym for an hour, but literally like I think the resistance was about six and I was watching, um, did you watch The Staircase on Netflix by Oh, of course. Oh yeah. And of course I've already watched the update. You betcha. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm a little sick of him and I got to say, I don't really like the author's personality very much. So I'm, I don't know. I, I, but it's like, you can't look away. It's kind of like a car accident, right? Like I don't really care what happens at this point, but I'm going to finish it. I just, you know, anyway. Oh, it's also, it's also stairway and I, and staircase. I uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And now, but Dimity, you haven't said why that is for maybe people who haven't been up, they're maybe not up on their AMR. They might not know why it is that this is an important week for you to rest. Well, yeah. So I did this big swim run, um, which was definitely the pinnacle of my athletic competition summer. Um, (laughs) It was a race out in Maine. And and we're going to say, I talked a little bit a little bit about it on the Train Like a Mother podcast yesterday um, mm-hmm. when we did a Q&A for heart rate training. Um, and I said, but I have to have my teammate Katie here because it's really a team effort and, and we both tell, you know, we complement each other's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to talk about it too much, but I will say that um, I am, uh, I was very beat up after the race, <laughs> uh, but in a good way, in a way that makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I did just did something that you know, I haven't done in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very fun. And uh, it was very, very challenging. The, the thing that was so cool about it um, now in retrospect is that you just had to be present 100% of the time. Mm. And, you know, and I, that's something that I work on with my athletics, when, except for when I'm watching the stairway, the staircase, staircase, the staircase. The <laughs> whatever that, you know, that murder. The banister. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. The banister. <laughs> Um, the escalator, escalator. <laughs> <Jinx>. <laughs> which is different than the jinx which was a great show exactly <laughs> there there you go. Go. Oh, i don't even know that one um but i mean you know i try i work on that you know i used to work on that when i was running a lot um you know i definitely worked on that when i was racing iron man but it's hard when you are on flat pavement and you know you have to go x number of miles right like mm-hmm. it, it, my mind automatically defaults to oh i have 6.2 left. Oh, I have 5.1 left or whatever. Like that's just the way that my mind works. And in this, none of that. I was just like, okay, get to the other shore, get to the other shore, get to the other shore. You know, when I was swimming and then running, I mean, there were a couple of moments where you're a couple of stretches on pavement that was, you know, a nice relief. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're on trails, you're on rocks, you're 
on fields. I mean, it was just, it was very, very fun. Yeah. 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 And so, so I will say that, uh, I'll even back up a little bit. So it was that you would swim, you and Katie would have to stay together. You would swim from Island to Island off the coast of Portland, Maine. And we will, we are dedicating an entire episode of the, (laughs) the regular, another mother runner podcast. So for more details and more insight and to find out why it was one of the you know, the school of hard knocks, why, why that race qualifies as that, um, listen to, um, stay tuned on another mother runner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just yeah. have to hear what's an update. You're, you're walk running some, right? How's the, how's the foot doing? Uh, oh, thanks for asking. Yeah. So, uh, w- as I mentioned on this week's podcast, Molly and I, uh, there was such bad air quality in Portland this week. Oh, we've that, had that here too. Yeah. And that because of the forest fires and because it was so stinking hot here and very little movement of air. And so, Molly and I were going to either go for a three mile run or an hour long walk run. And we, um, she didn't want to be, um, gasping for breath as we do when we run or breathing hard, um, for too long because of the air quality. Plus we want to spend more time together. So we, um, went for, um, close to an hour long walk run and yeah, I think this week, oh, and uh, I, I don't think I can swim this weekend because the water quality is kind of, um, poor i was gonna say piss poor but it's actually not piss that's the problem what's uh, the problem and one of them it's a poop problem it's e coli uh in a pond or what in a pond yes mm-hmm. yeah okay and then um and then there's all sorts of algae in the water and i don't know if it's the case in other parts of the country but out here it's really big news that there is um algae that can make you sick particular oh. uh you know if you ingest it and obviously spending too much you know it's one thing if you go splash for a couple minutes and you get back out but if you're actually swimming for 45 minutes or an hour sure you know, you know it's gonna get gonna get in one orifice or another yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We, yeah we probably want to not not get into that but that's interesting and e coli coming from where like is it sanitation babies it- baby's diaper i think oh no it's not fish it's not fish e coli oh my gosh i don't think so that's what, a-, what, a baby's diaper well yeah. so the the pond that we swim in the one that i rave about out on the podcast it does have a family um you know beach area and it's definitely very popular with all ages of kids i don't know i mean i don't think it's just that you know i mean i i I don't there's not all that many ducks so it could be (laughs) it could be be goose poop yeah yeah i think they would call that e coli as well so i don't know now but that was a week and a half ago i have to check um, so, and Molly, who does a really good job of staying up on all those things, she heads out tomorrow, Saturday, as we're recording this, we record this a couple days beforehand. Um, she is going, she and a friend are hiking all around, uh, Mount Rainier up in Washington state. So they're circumnavigating, right? Oh, That's fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for, um, seven or eight days and camping and they've shipped food to themselves and Wow. Way to go, Molly. That's great. Yes. Yes. So she's been training quite hard for that. So that is, um, so my, you know, local meteorologist slash, um, you know, um, yes, yes. so she's gone. So, uh, it depends on this weekend. I might, it's my long way of saying I might run walk on Sunday or I might, um, swim if I can find out the condition of the water because it's a bit of a drive to get to that place. So I don't like to go up there and then be like, it's closed. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there is well, there there is a, a nice flat ride trail. I'm definitely focusing on staying on flat ground because um going particularly downhill is tough on the foot. 
Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it feels good. And gosh, foam or roll, sorry, rolling on, you know, um, like a, that, that trigger point cold roller thing. Oh, it feels so good. And it provides such relief. Good. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. So glad to hear that. Well, yeah. So I'm um, wishing you poop free waters. <laughs> Thank you very I, much. I'm not going to be in the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. So, well, let's, uh, since we do make a, a vow to keep this a little shorter, I say let's dive into our question. Let's dive in, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no E. coli in these waters. <laughs> yes, though, yes. So, our first question comes from Heather in Greenwood, Indiana. Hi, Sarah. I'm from Greenwood, Indiana. My name's Heather. I guess I should say that first. Um, I have been kind of a lukewarm runner for a couple of years, um, not really training for anything specific, but I am training for a fall half marathon and I am about six weeks into the pre-training and I start my 12 week, um, training cycle next week. And I found that I am so hungry all the time. Um, <laughs> I was so hungry last night that I got home from my 12-hour shift of working, and I almost felt like I was going to pass out. I couldn't put my kids to bed, and I had to go to the kitchen and pretty much put anything in my mouth that I could get my hands on so that I could apparently keep my blood sugar up or something because I was starving. Um, I get home from my runs, and I am famished. I just don't think I'm eating enough throughout the day. Do you guys have any tips for newish runners on how to nourish our bodies? Um, I know that Dimity has a train like a mother club for this, um, which I'm not in, but I would love to know some tips if you guys have them. Thanks and have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay. So dim tips for, for hungry, yeah. hungry all the time. Yeah. Hungry Heather. Let's, let's give her some hungry advice. Heather, HH. <laughs> um, so if, if, if her biggest thing is, um, okay, she's getting home from her runs famished mm -hmm. and she thinks she's not eating enough through the day. So um, a couple things that, um, you know, we, we have the Simply Nourished Like a Mother program and the Train Like a Mother Club, and I have learned a lot from Ellie Freeman, who, um, or Ellie Kempton, Freeman is her maiden name, um, Ellie Kempton, um, about uh, how to eat and what to eat. And I mean, you know, it's a six-week course for a reason, but I would say two things. First of all, you need to eat more fat, is my mm -hmm. guess, and you want to eat your fats in the morning. Mm -hmm. So things like avocado, um, I mean, meeting Ellie, I, have no, I will never again drink a skim milk latte, whole milk mm -hmm. latte all the time, um, yogurt with um, ideally more fat than carbs, because carbs are mostly sugar in yogurt, so... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, more protein than carbs, I meant not, not fat, um, mm -hmm. but like a Siggy's, um, which is an expensive Icelandic yogurt. So if you ever see it on sale, buy it, soon, <laughs> snap it up. Um, or even like Chobani. I mean, that has a, more sugar in it than, than would be Ellie approved, oh. but that's got some good, um, pro protein and fat in it. And trash. You know, my, my beloved Trader Joe's, they do some, they do their plain yogurt in, um, you can still find it sometimes with whole fat. Oh yeah. You definitely want like, yeah, like the full fat um, yeah. and plain yogurt is great because then you can add your own sugar to it. You can add a little honey or granola or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Sounds good mm -hmm. to you that day. Because, because Heather mentions her blood sugar and I definitely, my red flag went up because I don't think that it's, that she's needing to keep her blood sugar up. Don't you think that it's, she's, she's not, the fat's going to keep her full, more full feeling longer. Yeah. Um, the protein does the same thing. And so that, because the, the blood sugar and carbs, those are kind of, those are just fast. You know, that's a match that burns out quickly. Exactly. That's, 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 um, that's kind of gas versus a battery kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so yeah, carbs basically, I mean, if you think about that, I mean, obviously there are carbs that have 
um, more um, staying power, like um, like sweet potatoes and steel cut oats and mm -hmm. steel cut oats and um, you know um, like your uh, Ezekiel breads and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff that has you know stuff that takes a while to chew, carbs that take a while to <laughs> chew, and don't and don't necessarily come in a box or a wrapped in plastic are um, good bets. Mm -hmm. um, and then you mentioned protein. I mean, protein is the other thing. And um, you know, basically during the day, if I my stomach starts um, growling or I feel like it's going to, and I get that like kind of angry edge coming on, um, I definitely reach for protein. And that could be um, you know a bowl of cottage cheese, or again going back to those yogurts that I talked about. Um, Twenty grams of, of protein is basically a serving. So. Um, you can kind of play around with looking at some labels that way. Um, you know, uh, deli turkey is something I eat a lot, like wrapped in Swiss cheese. Um, handful, bars, handful, handful of almonds. almonds. Almonds are just, you know, though, those are fats, not proteins. I used to think that those were proteins. Oh, dimity, really? Nuts are all fats, yeah. Wow, because you were, you were living on nuts there for yeah, years. Yeah, and I still do. I still do, but you think about them as, um, think about them more as a fat than a protein, just mm -hmm. if you think about... Um, how your body processes them. And mm -hmm. I'm sure if Ellie would hear this right now, she'd be like, oh my God, Divin, you've sat by me for two years and this is, <laughs> this is how you translate it. But, um, uh, and like bars, like the RX bar that has, mm -hmm. um, I think 12 grams of protein. Oh, eggs are another huge one that I eat a lot. Sure. So, and, and, um, and like, so she says, if she comes home from work famished, like you don't want to be in that state for a lot of reasons, because A, um, it's not good to feel that way. Um, Cause then you're going to just basically reach for anything. Right, mm -hmm. and you're so hungry. You're like, okay, fine, cool, cool ranch Doritos. I'll take them, right? Yeah. You know, and and that's not going to fuel you, and it's also not going to satisfy you. It's mm -hmm. just, and you probably, you know, if you're like many women, you're probably, you know, feel bad about yourself for eating half the bag. But the reality is, is you didn't have a lot of control because you were so hungry. Yeah. So, um, so having like little, you know, a lot of a, a lot of the way that um, Ellie talks about is being prepared. Right. Yep. So, yep. you know, so if you are at work, you know, so I have, you know, snack ABC if you don't have time for a lunch, you know, and, and every snack has um, some protein and some fat in it. Um, and having, you know, a bag of almonds in your car so that I do have a bag of almonds in my car and I, you know, it's, they're not tasty enough <laughs> that I like, you know, snack on them every time I'm driving. But if I'm, <laughs> you know, playing taxi for a long, long time or, you know, or I'm stuck in a traffic jam that I wasn't anticipating or whatever, it's just nice to have a handful there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, same with, same with walking in the door, being able to have something that's quick to grab so that if you do have to, you know, I mean, she works 12 hour shifts. Yeah. So having something, I mean, have a whole bunch of, you know, cook a whole bunch of hard boiled eggs on Sunday and then just have them so that, you know, I mean, some people yeah, even peel them ahead of time and then keep them in a container. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then you can always be eating a hard boiled egg while you're putting your kids to bed. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Then, and I really, and really, um, kind of making sure that you front load your day. Like you said, if you come in mm -hmm. from a rod and you're super hungry, you know, have a great, huge, awesome breakfast, you know, yeah. have eggs, have some Ezekiel bread, put some avocado on it, you know, have a yogurt, have a latte, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, and then as you get through the day, that's going to get, that's just going to keep you feeling fuller longer and not, and then, and it kind of sets up the stage, I think, also for eating oh, all for the oh. rest of the day. Yep. Also, particularly because if you get hungry, it's sort of like in a race, how that if you, you know, go out too fast, you can never recover from that hole. I feel the same way about if you yeah. don't eat well and enough, if you don't load up enough in the morning, that you're kind of just always clawing out of that hole for the rest of the day. Absolutely. Is that, is that kind of, would you, I, I realize I kind of dominated that, Sarah, is there anything you would add? 
No, no, I got in the points that I wanted to while I was talking. I do have to say, Dim, though, that um, I can't tell you how often when I go grocery shopping and I'll like see the cottage cheese and I think of you and then I, you know, see the almonds and I think of you. So yeah. I, basically, I basically think of you about 10 times as I walk through the supermarket. And yeah, I know, yeah, cottage cheese and almonds. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, cottage cheese is one of the things you love or you hate. And if you hate it, you know, you, then, um, you know, Hungry Heather's never going to eat it, but I, I really like it. Oh, and you can dress it up so many ways, you know, you, you know, you can, and it can be savory. It can be sweet. You know, you put peaches on it in the morning, you put tomatoes on it in the middle of the day, that type of thing. So, um, so yes, I bought some, um, because of your inspiration, Timothy. Good. Good. Yes, yes. Yes. So. All right. Let's move on to Tiana, shall we? Yes. She is from a small town near Saskatchewan, Canada. Ooh, international. <laughs> Hello, my name is Tiana. I am from a very small town in southeast Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, and my question is about cross training. I run between five and six days a week. And on my cross training days, I struggle to find something to do. I'm from such a small town that we don't have any type of fitness classes. And I really have access to the roads, my treadmill, and my bike. So my question is this, can walking be substituted or be included as a cross-training workout? And particularly, I mean putting my incline at 15% and hiking up it for 30 to 45 minutes. Um, I would also like to say good luck, and I'm so excited to be able to have all these wonderful questions answered and all the great advice. Thank you. So I have to say that this question really, I want to know too, because I worked at Walking Magazine for four years. It's now a defunct magazine. I like to say I have my my Bachelor of Arts in walking. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I'm up there with art history and uh, <laughs> sociology. <laughs> um, so that... Um, uh, you know, wh what's your take? Because I would say that, you know, yes, yes, a week, yes, that it does count as cross-training because it is lower impact. So that isn't that part, a large, you know, that's one of the many reasons why you should cross-train is to, so that you give your body a break from the high impact of running. But yeah. But in terms of, of, you know, it, it being cross, it doesn't, it's not like it works all that many different muscles or it's not like it focuses on your strengthening instead of your cardiovascular system, right? Sure. Although if she does crank the treadmill up to 15%, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a yeah, strength yeah. workout. I mean, especially yeah. if she's not holding onto the, I, you, she has to hold onto the rails. I mean, you'd fall off the back at 15%, but um, or maybe you don't, maybe, maybe you're just badass in Here in the U S we'd fall off the back, but yeah, Canada, they can hang tough. And in Canada, they're much tougher than we are. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that's definitely strengthening for your, for your lower body, but definitely, but like, as you said, it's definitely a very um, similar movement to running. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, but it is cross training for sure. I mean, the, the, the thing that I often think about, like what differentiates um, anything from cross training from running is that is what you said, it's high impact and cross training, especially if you're injury prone and are not super focused on, you know, you're not, it's hard because you got to run to get better at running. I mean, that's really mm -hmm. the truth of it, you know? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so you can't be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I said it out of one podcast. I think it was a train like a mother one, like, oh, turns out I can't swim my way across the Grand Canyon. Like I had to go <laughs> hiking, right? You know, even though swimming was getting me in great shape, I wasn't able to, you know, I had to get out and do the, do the distance on the, 
on the trails. And so um, walking is a great way to take a break from running and keep up, you know, um, moving forward and, and cardiovascular fitness, if it's brisk or if you're at 15%, yeah. like our badass Tiana. Um, but uh, so I, I would say that's okay. But I mean, other options, I mean, for she doesn't have a gym, um, and I'm assuming she doesn't have a pool either. I mean, that's the other. I would, I would, you know, you and I would both say get me some water. Yeah. Um, but it might be road, treadmill, and bike, it sounds like, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She did not mention pool. Yeah. Okay. So um, so what? I mean, so strength, obviously. Strength is huge. Um, we have a YouTube page. Um, uh, if you look up the, if you look up another mother runner and YouTube, the kids call it a YouTube channel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right up there in the stairway slash staircase, whatever it's called. Um, so, uh, the YouTube channel, if you Google another mother runner and YouTube, you will find a bunch of, um, really highly produced videos from my basement. Um, but what's great about those is that, uh, there's just, it's just your body weight, more or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are definitely ones that have like a BOSU or a band in it, but those are the exception, not the rule. And so you can get in a great 20, 25, 30 minute mm-hmm. stair, uh, a workout, I mean, a strength workout with, um, without leaving your house. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And, and that she could do something like, you know, if she wanted to warm up for 15 minutes with the uh, treadmill at that crazy incline or just regular walking and then transition to doing those strength exercises. Yeah. Yeah. And then, or also, um, I'm I think I'll put a link to the YouTube channel in the show notes, but also, you know, there's, you can get streaming, um, services with that or, and then the streaming services can give you, you know, yoga, Pilates, because I don't think people follow do they follow DVDs anymore? Like, I think it's- I don't think so. But a friend of mine, uh, a fellow swim mom did the beach body thing. I was mm-hmm. like, what is that? Cause I've always heard about it. It sounds hard and it sounds super effective too. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Try that. Yeah. The results you see online are, uh, they're just insane. Um, I also have to put in our, a plug for our friends at Aptiv because the AAPTIV, it's an, it's an app. Um, and that they have all sorts of, um, audio. So yeah. And it's, and it's all audio, very little, if any equipment, like you're saying, and that, and they also have yoga and Pilates, but also strength workouts. And so, you know, you don't even have to be in front of a screen. So if it's the, you know, when it is nice up in Saskatchewan that you could, she could be outside and do it. Yeah, totally. The only other thing that I thought of, um, as far as, you know, maybe using your natural surroundings is if there's a stadium, like high school stadium stairs, mm-hmm. that's a fun workout. Um, and fun as in quotation, quotation marks, marks. <laughs> um, or like a flight of stairs. Um, I mean, in the stride, program, you mean the staircase, Timothy? The staircase. Yes. <laughs> um, we won't push you down it. Um, but, an owl, uh, an owl. <laughs> uh, in the stride, we have these stride programs in the train, like a mother club. And every time, every it's five weeks of, of different workouts and every five week cycle has a stair workout, which you'd have to have, um, a flight of stairs. If you don't, then you can just like, um, walk up and down on a, on either like a bench or a, um, or a chair or something like that during the other times, but it's, it's, it's stair climbing combined with strength training and, uh, people both love it and hate it. Um, they, it's fun in quotation marks. <laughs> well, and I, I think about when we went to goo headquarters to film that podcast recording, um, with Magda, Louis Boulay and, um, Alice, Alicia Montano. And that when we got there, you remember that, uh, 
um, Magdalena was in that, what is that? A, not a hyperbaric chamber, is it? Yeah, yeah it was a hyperbaric yeah, and she, chamber. And she, it was hot. And it was, it was hot and she was dressed really heavily. And she just had a very simple, wasn't a step. It wasn't like a Reebok step, but it was pretty much like that. And it's she like a CrossFit box. And yeah. And, and it wasn't super high. It wasn't yeah. like she was doing box jumps and she was just stepping up and down, up and down, up and down. And she said it was such a fantastic workout. And she was uh, training for the Marathon de Sable by doing, you know, it was one of the things she was doing. So yeah. that, that for her was a cross-training activity for, uh, you know, seriously badass race. Yeah, yeah. That, but, you know, and, and, and that might sound like, oh, I would never do that. But the reality is, is, I mean, I remember once uh, we were housebound up at my mom's house in the mountains and like I couldn't, we couldn't get out at all. And I'm like, okay, I'm running up and down the stairs. Like I just had to move. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. um, so doing that 20 times, like makes a difference. So just crank some music. And, uh, you know, if, if you start to kind of think of like, oh, how could I get a workout out of this or, you know, see a playground or whatever, you can, you can do mm-hmm. some fun stuff, but, um, but definitely I think we've given a lot of good so uh let's travel virtually from canada down to florida where um uh, we'll hear from maxine who is a fur mother of three dogs hi this is maxine from tampa florida um i am a fur mother runner of three dogs they are five and a half two and a half and six months um and my question is how do you maintain the balance between um like having enough time to train and wanting to get your miles in when you're a slow runner if i train by miles for a half marathon which i love to run um i get really discouraged because it takes a really long time to get all that in and i don't have that kind of time in my day and if i train by minutes i feel like i'm not getting enough miles under my feet and i want to run more because i like to see the mile count go up um if I only have 30 minutes, I can only run about two miles, and I know that with time, that will get better, but right now, it's just really discouraging, and I'm curious what maybe you guys have for thoughts and opinions. I do a run-walk, um, so maybe I need to run more. I'm not sure. Thanks so much. Um, love the podcast so far. Just finished the second AMR Answers and loving it. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Right. So Maxine is on the slower end of the pace scale and that she does run walk, but, you know, just, you know, having enough time to train, I think that's something that we can all relate to no matter what pace we go and uh, you know, getting in, you know, so the miles versus minutes and how to be prepared for races that you've signed up for. So what what where would you where do you weigh in on here fbs starting oh boy i was hoping you'd have an answer on this one i mean um i i I, I mean uh i mean i I think i think the one of the brutally simplest things to do is just set your alarm earlier you know and that's how you get more minutes in your day and that you know i i you know nobody likes to wake i think very few people like to wake up earlier than they want to but Sometimes it's what you need to do to get those, get the distance in. Sure. Yep, absolutely. Um, The other thing is I think that you have to just um, give yourself some grace with where you are and, you know, maybe 30 minutes is two miles right now. Um, But um, by push, if you go to like, try to run faster, um, my guess is that you might start to court injury, right? Mm-hmm, if, if 15 mm-hmm. minutes miles is where you are right now is with your run walk. I mean, say you're doing, um, the Galloway method and you're at, um, you know, one-to-one right now, one minute walking, one, one minute of running, then you can, mm-hmm. you know, go to two, go to three minutes of running, keep with that one minute walking. You can do that. Um, and generally 
you know, as you gain fitness, you can pick that up and you're going to get faster over time, but -hmm. it takes time. It takes time. There's no, um, there's no magic, um, no magic. Yeah, exactly. And so half marathon, like if you want to run a half marathon, which is great, I totally, uh, recommend it. Um, you can do that. I would just pick the right race for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which means that you're picking a race that has enough of a, um, cut off that you're yep. not feeling like you're being, you know, that the, the bumper of the Sagwag, it is right on your badass booty. Right. 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 <laughs> um, that, that is, that is something I think that really needs to be paid attention to is that, you know, there are different time limits and, and, you know, yes, you, I guess you can always go up on the sidewalk when the time limit is met, but you know, you have to ask yourself, is, is that the experience you want in a race? And that I think races are becoming more accommodating of a wider variety of paces. But, you know, so you really have to search out for the one that is going to allow you to have the race experience that you want. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, a couple other things. Maxine likes to see the mile count go up. We all do. Um, Go, you know, do your run in the morning and go for a two mile walk at night. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, you know, I mean, a lot of these a lot of my perspective right now thinking about this question is coming from our heart rate program that, that coach MK does because mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is just time on your feet, getting more time on your feet. That is the cardiovascular conditioning and the muscular conditioning that you need mm-hmm. to, um, to get faster and bec- help your body become more efficient. So if I were Maxine right now, I mean, not to sound like, um, <laughs> you know, the beach body infomercial, but I mean, I think Heart Rate 101 or one of the heart rate programs for the half marathon would be a great place to start because then you have some parameters. The, the beauty of training by heart rate is that um, you have a parameter. So you say, I'm not going to let my heart rate in this program, for instance, not get over 140. Mm-hmm. So if it's at 140, then that's, that's where you stay. You know? And so whether that is a 13-minute mile or a 17-minute mile, you know that you're getting what you need. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and, and coach MK really emphasizes that. And I really um, agree with it. And I think it's a really liberating thing because then all of a sudden you're not like, oh, but I only ran two miles. You're like, you know what? I was supposed to go for 60 minutes today. I went for 60 minutes at 140 and I got an X amount of miles and I'm going to get up and do the same thing again tomorrow. And mm-hmm. it's really um, nice to have a path instead of just saying, I want more miles. You have, you know, you build up with time slowly and, um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of lost my train of thought, but I just, I, I think that, um, focusing just exclusively on the mileage is going to end up either in frustration or, mm-hmm. um, sure. injury. And I don't want that to happen. So if you can make peace with just going for time and letting yourself, you know, um, get faster or, you know, become more efficient, um, mm-hmm. as, as you become more consistent, or again, it doesn't necessarily have to be our program, but joining a program where you have, a training plan that's going to get you, um, that has certain parameters that keep you healthy, um, and strong and still pushing your fitness in an appropriate manner. Right. Right. That's what I would do. And as a side note, since, since Maxine did mention the dogs and I didn't, um, you don't hear these, um, questions. And so I I didn't include this, but the dogs are very different ages and one of them is only six months old. So when you talk about dim and you had mentioned that you went on a two mile walk with your dog who, you know, is a, um, like a Weimaraner and that, um, so that I would think you can go two miles and that's, I assume it's a whole lot brisker than the, if I were to even be able to get Augie to go two miles so that, so that when you talk about those two miles in the evening, 
I'm thinking, does Maxine leave the dogs at home? Does she only take the older dog that kind of doesn't want to stop and sniff as much? You know, like do, so my question to you, Dimity, yeah. is, is do, when does a dog walk count toward the, if it is just time on feet? Then I, I would say it all counts. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean, dog, if it takes you, I mean, so um, Mason right now is six and a half. So he, and he, I basically water ski behind him. I mean, like <laughs> we, 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 we shake our tail feathers when we, when we run, um, yeah. we definitely move fast. I mean, not when, we when you walk, when you walk, when and walk. You are, and you are a fast walker, might I? Yeah. Might he, he definitely landed at the right house as far as you know, <laughs> where he needed to be. Um, but my mom has a, like a 13 year old, uh, incontinent blind, little cute little lab thing that, um, we, we watched for a while this summer. And I mean, you know, like get her to go half a block took yeah. 10 minutes. So that doesn't count as a dog walk. Right. But I mean, anything where you're moving forward. So, I mean, if she has three dogs and two of them are compatible, take those two and then come back and take the other one. And it doesn't necessarily have to be two miles. It can be 30 minutes, right? Just go for 30 minutes. And, and because you're walking and not walk running, it's not going to be two mm-hmm. miles. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely, I mean, I just think, you know, just a, a steady pace. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't, have, we're not race walking, but we're also not, you know, shopping at the mall. And if the six month old dog isn't ready for that yet, then maybe, you know, either mm-hmm. carry it <laughs> or, um, or, you know, maybe carry it halfway or something. I don't you know. You mean in a dog Bjorn, like I wanted to get for Augie? <laughs> Which I said, absolutely not, sir. I will not be your business partner if you carry your dog on your chest. Just saying. And then, and then I felt bad because someone put up a picture that, that like her daughter wanted or something. If it's for you, it's for you. I just, it's not for you, Sarah. I'm just telling you. <laughs> oh my, I do have to say in half an hour, Augie can go, um, we go about six blocks maybe because he just, you know, loves to sniff. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, let's uh, land on our final question. Uh, it's from Janice in Kansas City, where Dimity, you and I are going to be in October, on October 17th, recording a live podcast at a party. So um, so let's hear from Janice in KC. Hi, this is Janice from Kansas City, and I am wanting to know how to train for back-to-back half marathons. Um, my running club is going to the Northeast this fall to do a our destination race and um some of us are choosing to do half marathons on saturday and on sunday i've done a few in the past and uh but haven't had a double um so i want some tips thank you okay so i suspect that janice might be a member of uh Casey Express, don't you? Because she mentions her um, running club going to the Northeast for a destination race. So first of all, I think it's so much fun that to have a group to to go to such a thing. Um, So but back to back half marathons, that's not going to be, you know, um, sipping micro brews and and sleeping in on your weekend in the Northeast. No, it is not. And eating clams. (laughs) I mean, if she wants to know how to, does she want to know how to train for it or what to do on the weekend? Do you know? Um, so I think just some tips about, uh, yeah, um, I would say a little both, a little both on the training tips. And then if we just had a couple, um, you know, punch list of for the weekend, I mean, which, which we could start there because I certainly think that doing, um, the, I think it means Saturday and Sunday race. I think it means that Saturday afternoon you are, unless you really just want to make, 
um, Sunday's race, just a lark. I think then Saturday afternoon has to be some sitting around with your feet up. Right. And so I think you have to decide, I think Janice and anyone who's doing this sort of thing needs to decide what emphasis they're going to have on the races. So whether, you know, that Saturday is just, you know, kind of for fun and then Sunday try to prove something or vice versa, or if both of them are just like, Hey, I'm here with my gal pals and want to see this beautiful part of the country in the fall leaves and that sort of thing. I, so, I think, I think you just hit the, I think the last option is the one that makes the most sense. I mean, uh-huh. because if you go hard on Saturday, Sunday's going to be really hard. I suck fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Sunday's going to be hard no matter what. And so if you, you know, quote unquote, go easy on Saturday. And then, I mean, it's just not, I, I think, I think the perspective has to be, you're basically running a marathon over a weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so taking your, care of yourself after Saturday, taking care of yourself to the, the week prior, getting enough sleep, making sure you're eating well, making sure you're hydrated. hydrated. Yep. Particularly um, with that flight from KC to the wherever in the Northeast. Wherever she's going. Yeah. Um, so I think that all that is really important. Um, and then I also think, um, you know, training wise, she has to think about um, doing similar workouts, right? So you can't swim mm-hmm. through the Grand Canyon. You can't um, <laughs> train for one half marathon, you mm-hmm. know, just do one a training cycle and then say, I'm running on Saturday and Sunday. Right, right. You can, it's just going to be a hard day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, so I mean, you know, it sounds a little bit like the Disney stuff. I mean, the Disney stuff is, um, you know, the... Oh, they've changed the name of the glass slipper. It's called a fairy tale challenge now, I believe. And so that's mm. a 10K and then a half marathon. Mm-hmm. We have a training two, two plan for run. that in yep. the Train Like a Mother Club. And then they have the dopey and the goofy where they, you know, you go 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, or half mm-hmm. marathon, marathon. So there isn't like, we don't have a back-to-back half marathon right. <laughs> plan, right. but we have something in between there. But really what it is, is doing a long run on Saturday and a long run on Sunday. I mean, they don't have to be, you know, each seven miles, but if you're doing, um, you know, if your longer run say is nine miles mm-hmm. on Sunday, you're doing seven on Saturday mm-hmm. before that, you know, and you're right. doing it's- that back to back and you're doing them in an easy effort. Again, going back to heart rate, you're not racing those by any stretch and you're not even putting in tempo miles or anything like that. You are just covering the distance, but right. I would personally work up to something where I was probably eight miles and 12 miles back to back. I mean, that's because it's because it's teaching your body how to run on tired legs because there's no getting around the fact that Sunday is going to you're going to feel the effects of that race from the day before and so you want your body and your mind to be prepared to toe that line and keep moving forward on Sunday exactly exactly so if you do I mean if you think about you know just most a lot of marathon training plans like they top out at 20 miles Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you kind of think about your longest run weekend being 20 miles, mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. I said, like eight miles the first day and 12 the second, cause those mm-hmm. last couple miles are probably going to be pretty challenging mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's where I would want to end up with my, before I started to taper. Yeah. Um, and also to have quality rest built in there and to really honor the rest days that are then on the training plan, wouldn't you say? Exactly. And yeah. strength. I mean, there's a lot. I, I, I mean, it sounds like they've got it. It is Kansas City Express. I mean, that's the only training group we know. <laughs> Kansas City. So it may or may not be Kansas City Express. But I mean, I hope that if you're going with a group, you're also training with a group and you've got yeah. somebody kind of helping you um, figure out the situation. If not, you know, we can, we can definitely help you. Just, just let us know. But those mm-hmm. are the main things. I mean, I just think your perspective, like you're going to have a good time and to cover 
26.2 miles. You're focusing on recovery a lot during the taper. And then definitely, I mean, Saturday, you know, personally, I would probably have a beer and a burger just because mm -hmm. one is done, you know, but I mean, you know, you don't have to be a hermit, but you have to get to bed early and, um, and take care of yourself. Compression wear, having some compression socks on, foam right. rolling, um, an ice bath, if that is something that you like to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then Sunday, just hitting, hitting the starting line again and going and having a great time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, then I would also suggest, you mentioned compression socks, um, you know, wearing something, wearing a pair on the way home, on the flight, you know, yeah. getting up on the flight on the way home, or maybe trying to extend your stay at least, um, you know, a couple of days out there on the um, Northeast. So um, yeah. And above all, have a, have a good time with your friends. Cause that, that sounds like a very fun time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, so if you want your question asked and answered on here, uh, we would love if you would call our voicemail number, which again, does, it doesn't ring anywhere. So call day, night, anytime. That number is 470-BADASS-1. That's 470-223-2771. Please leave your first name, at least, and where you're calling from. And if you're enjoying this new offshoot of our podcast, please rate us and write a short review on iTunes. It really helps folks find our podcast and also tell your running buddies to listen. We really appreciate it. Keep the questions coming. We're here with answers. And no E. coli, right, Sarah? And no, no. staircases, right? <laughs>